Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois J. Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live this morning from 9 a.m. Houston, Texas, Central Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do that, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, and let people know that you were here and listening to my show. You can get reminders of upcoming shows. It's all free. My call-in number is 347-945-5309. You can call using the telephone or Skype. You can listen on your phone or your computer. If you're calling in and you want to ask a question, just hit the number 1 and I'll know that you would like to ask a question. I also want to remind you that I offer a free email newsletter about metaphysics spirituality, the coming changes, all the kinds of things we talk about here on this show. I've been sending this newsletter out for about 12 years, and to sign up for that, you would go to my website, hotpinklotus.com. I do not share email addresses with anyone because your privacy is important. Well, good morning. This is Friday, the 10th of um, February, 2012, and I'm Lois J. Wetzel, broadcasting live from Houston, Texas. Today, I'm going to be talking with Summer Bacon, who channels the um, Dr. Peebles, who is someone who was a person here on the planet and is now coming through her, and she is a trance medium, and she also writes for um, the Sedona Journal of Emergence. She's a Christian mystic and was 11 months old when she had her first awareness of herself as a spiritual being and consciously decided, I'm going to find out what this truth thing is about once and for all. She has worked in television and recording studios and first began channeling in 1994 as the culmination of years of seeking Dr. Peebles with her heart. She had already originally met Dr. Peebles through transmedium Thomas Jacobson. And in case you're not clear on this, Dr. Peebles is on the other side now. He's not in physical form. For three years, Dr. Peebles put Summer through rigorous channeling sessions in which she channeled departed loved ones and many others. In 1997, Dr. Peebles said that her training was over and that she would be channeling him exclusively. She did not do this work professionally with Dr. Peebles until 1998. Today, Summer is recognized as the clearest, most authentic trans medium of our time. She lives and works in Arizona and channels for hundreds of people each month at a special at special events, group sessions, private sessions, and workshops. Now let me tell you a bit about Dr. Peebles. He died in 1922 at the age of 99.9. He was a writer, a naturopath, a medical doctor, and a mystic. He traveled the world four times, healing, counseling, and ministering to the masses. He says that he became enlightened at the time of his transition, in other words, his death, And during his transition, he realized that he didn't have to die, didn't want to die, and truly loved planet Earth, counseled by his guides to continue his work with the many rather than the few. 
He channels through transmediums worldwide. He is a very wise, witty, and compassionate spokesperson for a community of spirits he refers to as the Band of Angels. He continues with kindness and earthiness to counsel and minister to the masses from the other side. Okay, now we're going to open the line. There are two people with uh, who've pressed the number one, and one of those is going to be Summer. So I'm going to open these lines one at a time and see who is who. Is this Summer? Yes, nice it is. Hey, I, I guessed right. You did. <laughs> How are you this morning? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me back, Lois. I really appreciate it. It's fun. I am so delighted to have you here. <laughs> Oh, it's just it's uh it's it's just wonderful. I just I love listening to you. I love looking at your photo. You're just a wonderful person. So thank you so much. It's well, a lot of I fun. feel the same about you. I like looking at your photo too. This amor- enormous you. wonderful energy comes through. Yeah, we've um, never met in person and it's uh but it's like yet. we know each other, huh? <laughs> right. Exactly. So what's been going on in your line of work lately? Oh my gosh! Well, um, just we're I, I, just busy, busy, busy. Um, Me too. You know, people really are starting to reach out to God and Spirit more than ever. I think these days. Um, I think that um, the trend that I'm seeing, really, with my clients and the people that I talk to, is that um, I think that they're finding that Spirit uh, is more reliable. <laughs> <laughs> than the government, <laughs> really? than the financial <laughs> pictures. Um, and so they're really just turning to, to spirit and God, and I love it because I, people are getting back to basics. They're getting back to what the point of the journey is about. So I'm very excited about it, and uh, I just love seeing the changes in everyone. But it's not been easy either, I notice, for, for anyone, not even myself, for my clients, um, because I think we're we're really having to do some pretty deep work now, very introspective work. Um, we really don't have anywhere else to turn that is reliable, I think, except for the source of God and Spirit. And um, going back to trust and faith and uh, living in the moment, in the present, and striving to find the joy in that. So it's it's um, it's an interesting time, I have to say. Very interesting time. Yeah. I, and I congratulations to everyone who stuck around for it. <laughs> yes, indeed. And thanks to those who transitioned to the other side to help us from the other side, too. There are a lot of Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what popped into my head when you said people are are searching for a connection to God and all that? What pops into my head that I think needs to be said at this point is as people are doing that, they don't know where to look. And Mm -hmm. the one thing I want to be sure people know is how to tell the difference between a a real person who's making contact with the other side, which is not to say that everybody can't do that once they're trained. I think they can in, in varying degrees. Right. But if somebody, if you go to somebody for a reading or counseling, spiritual counseling of some kind, and they use fear in any way, like for example, to get you to come back or to get you to give mm-hmm. them more money, that's a fact. <laughs> right. The right. Way. Right. The real, the real deal does not ask you to come back. They don't ask you for more money. It's up to you. You decide if you want to work with them further. But no one, no one who's really connected to spirit would ever make you afraid. Absolutely. I, I would I would totally agree with that. And I think one of the things that Dr. Peebles does through me is he he's not easy for some people to to relate to because he doesn't give you fish. He teaches you how to fish. Right. So he he puts it in your court and you have to do the work 
in order to grow. But what the beauty is of that is that you discover your own relationship with God and spirit. You become empowered by that. And you do it through an experiential sort of situation where you're actually experiencing firsthand the movement of God and spirit in your life where things are happening magically and you find that there are even just little miracles. It could be as simple as um, something that I remember uh, when I was I had my home and there was this one of those really huge uh, satellite dishes that you know they were just really really big back in the olden days, and yeah. it was in my neighbor's yard and it was what I saw when I looked out my kitchen window, oh. and one day I was just looking at it. It had been there for two years and it was it, they weren't using it or anything and it was kind of an eyesore but whatever it was just their thing, and I was wistfully looking at it one day and I said spirit. Sure would be nice if they would get rid of that thing, but that's okay, you know, if they don't. But I just it would, sure would be nice if I didn't have to look at that every day. And by mid afternoon it was being <laughs> it was being unassembled and, and uh and towed away. <laughs> and that to me just kind of right there shows me that spirit is listening. They are working in my Absolutely. life. It might seem like a silly little thing, but it was really, really fun. So I've been noticing a whole lot more of that happening, of things manifesting that I wish for without any connection to the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially because I always have the intention that it be in the highest and best interest of everyone. Um, so tell people a little bit about when it is that you do your live channelings, when and where and all that. When and where. Well, I'm doing one tomorrow in Sedona. Um, at 10 o'clock at the at Unity of Sedona, and it will be from 10, 10 usually goes till about 11.30. Um, the address is, I think it's 65 Deer Trail uh, Road, and it's in West Sedona, and at, it's just a really n- nice new venue that we have with comfortable seating. Um, some of the attendees get to ask questions of Dr. Peebles, which is always a lot of fun, and he speaks to the group as a whole. Um, it is just something that I do. I only charge $5 for people to come to the event. just helps to cover my basic costs because I want people to have the opportunity to explore and experience Dr. Peebles without having to invest a lot of money. Uh, they can come in. They can be skeptical and just watch and see what it's about and see if it resonates for them, you know. So, um, And then I also do my private sessions, and uh, I do those Monday through Friday, so... And in case anybody listening does not know where Sedona is, it's in Arizona. Oh, yeah, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful red and rock country. <laughs> I say that because, yeah, where all those magical red rocks and the vortices are and everything, mm-hmm. sacred ground to the native tribes. I say yeah. that because my show's being syndicated in Norway oh. on Lightworker FM. Instead of .com, it's .fm. So... Uh, people will be listening to it in that part of the world. So there might be the occasional person who doesn't know Sedona's in Arizona. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I had a friend, uh, Don Pendleton, who was an author, who wrote a book about Dr. Peebles called To Dance with Angels with his wife, Linda. And he called Sedona the lap of God because <laughs> oh. it's such a beautiful place to be. It's just if it you is. have never visited here, I, I highly recommend visiting Sedona. It's a very very beautiful place you get very deeply connected very quickly with the spirit it it just mm-hmm. has that it has that thing about it where it draws you in and it's quite quite amazing 
Yeah, I always go through a little loopy period when I first get there because the energies are so intense. It's just mm-hmm. just awesome. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I have eyes open visual experiences. Normally, if I'm going to have a vision, it's going to be with my eyes closed, but I've had them with my eyes open, especially down in Boynton Canyon. I see the rocks morph into animals and turn and look at me. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not taking drugs either. <laughs> no, no, and it's a fabulous place to learn how to how to see auras. If you just stare at the top of the red rocks within with a lazy eye, all of a sudden there's these blues and magenta colors that just come shooting off the rocks as if the rocks are on fire. And I've done this many times in my classes, taking people outside and just had them look at the the top of the rock, the mesas or, or wherever, and uh, just stare at it with a lazy eye. And all of a sudden you just see these aura fields just shooting out of the rocks. It's so beautiful. But um, a real good way to, to train yourself to be able to see it around human beings too. So... Yeah, I've kind heard that it's easier to start seeing them around rocks and trees and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can yeah. do it just fine with my eyes closed. It's with my eyes open. I, I guess I drew the line when I was a little kid because I got in trouble for a lot of uh, my psychic weirdness. So <laughs> I drew the line. Well, I'll see it with my eyes closed and with them open. Yeah. I'll be like everybody else. But, yeah, yeah. it's a really magical place, Sedona. I was so fortunate as a child because my my parents were extremely open minded about everything, and I, I don't I, I was it wasn't an accident that they were my parents because right. if I had had any other parents, I very easily could have been put away in a in a mental institution or something mm-hmm. because of the things that I saw and heard, and they they actually encouraged it. I remember when I was 17 years old, I had my first out of body experience, and I never did drugs and. Um, I just remember I came home from school and I was very, very tired from, you know, whatever we, I was doing, tests and things like that. And I went into my bedroom and I laid down on my bed and I was, I thought, oh, I'm so tired. And I just laid there looking out at the room and all of a sudden there was this incredible whooshing sound in my ears and before I knew it, I started to rise up at, out of my body. It felt like I was just going right up towards the, the uh, ceiling and I looked down and I saw my body in it. I, I was like, what the heck? I didn't even know there was such a thing as out-of-body trip, you know, astral trips or anything. And I just made a head-on dive back into my body, screaming and just terrified. I had no idea what was happening. And I told my dad about it. And he, he just looks at me and he said, oh, yeah, that used to happen to me in college all the time. <laughs> He said, just go with it. He said, it's really great because you can visit places without having to, you know, get in a car or in an airplane. <laughs> and I thought, what? <laughs> so that was the way I was brought up. <laughs> cool. That yeah, it was. Of, reminds me of once when one of my children was about eight years old. He described an, uh, one of those um a lucid dream. He said, I knew I was asleep, and so then I knew I could do, control what was going on in the dream, and I did this, and I did that, and I said, well, that's really cool. That's called a lucid dream. If you can do that, it's really unusual. You should do it every single night. I didn't, it was never mentioned again until he was 22, and said, uh, I had a lucid dream where I was going to so-and-so location, and I said, really, you had another one? He said, you told me to have them again every night, so I have been. Oh, that's I'm great. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, so it's, it's so important how we talk to our children about spiritual matters. Absolutely. I think it really makes such a difference. I know that a lot of the people that I work with come to talk to Dr. Peebles when they're, oh, you know, l- later in life, 40s, 50s. 
they've done everything. They've checked everything off their list of things they could do with their life. You know, some of them are are doctors. I have I have clients who are attorneys. I have people who work in factories. I mean, you name it. I they're they're my clients. They're not all new age people or anything. And they come to talk to Dr. Peebles later in life and they're like, "What's missing?" You know, something's missing. And as they talk to him and he begins to remind them of who they are, they look back at their childhood and they say, "Oh my gosh, I remember when I used to be able to see fairies. I remember when I used to talk to God and hear God answer me." And and but they shut it off because their parents would not have it in the house and so they they learn how to you know as a safety mechanism switch it off for decades and then finally that that need inside of us whatever it is that drives us to need to know god and spirit builds up to this critical mass or something and they go what is wrong with me what is going on with me and once they remember who they really are and that mystical side of themselves it's like oh thank god you know i can breathe again now i can move again now that's what it's about and they yeah. and it wasn't they about their job they don't have to repress a giant piece of themselves anymore it's yeah. horrible to have to repress a huge piece of your well actually what is your soul yeah yeah it's, it's an awful thing Oh. No, it is. It is. It, it, it and and it, ironically, with with the way that I was raised and everything, I spent a good part of the the first you know few decades of my life terrified because I heard spirit, saw spirit, but I didn't know what to do with all of that. It was just it was like, please stop already. I don't know what to do with it because I didn't know how to experience those things and fit in the world at the same time i always felt so strange i felt so separate like you know i just did not fit the world and until i learned that it's really rather normal it's not it's not as weird as some people might think it is to see and hear spirit it just really is very real and it's just another dimension of sensing life and understanding life and our purpose here It, it it brings so much to to existence to have that ability and we can all do it. It's just, it's just you've got to be willing to go there. But you know, for me, it was terrifying at first until I finally understood what the point of it was in my life, and realized that I, I, it wasn't necessary for me to shut it out, but rather to embrace it. And when I did, of course, obviously, it changed my life, um, became my work, <laughs> my life's work. But um, I do encourage people to really open up to those experiences, even. You know, your imagination is where spirit can talk to you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when we're growing up, we're being told, you know, oh, that's just your imagination. And then five minutes later, you're being told, oh, use your imagination. <laughs> Wait, yeah, which is talk it? talk about a next message. <laughs> yeah, shut it off or, or turn it on or what am I supposed to do? And I would say use your imagination and allow for that area to be the playground for spirit to communicate with you because... If you sit in meditation and you see something, hey, you know, nobody's listening in on your meditation. Nobody's standing over your shoulder saying you're you're a weirdo. Just go with it and say, "Okay, I see something. What is that, God? What is that spirit? Can you explain more to me about what I'm seeing here?" And if you see like a, a an image of somebody walking across the room, don't just shrug it off and say, "Oh, that must be the light playing tricks on me." Say, "Okay, I saw you. Who is that?" And again, use your imagination to 
to imagine who that might be and trust what you hear and just play with it a little bit and see um, if they say, oh, I'm your guide, you know, or I'm your grandfather who passed away six years ago and and go with it and you'll find that eventually the things that you see and hear are validated in your life as being very real. You start talking to your grandfather, you realize you have this communication, you say, hey, Grandpa, can you help me out with this? Can you open a door over here for me? And sure enough, it happens, and that's where you know for sure that you're really having the, the true communication. That's confirmation. You know, mm-hmm. asking something in your imagination and waiting for an answer and going with it, I freaked myself out this morning early doing <laughs> that. I, I want to tell you, it. Because I allowed myself to, you know, I've been doing past life readings for 20 years, but I never Mm -hmm. asked anybody's names or tried to get confirmation because I wasn't trying to prove anything. I was trying to help people heal their souls. Mm -hmm. And it also heals personalities and so on. But sure, somebody said, how do you know it's real? So I finally said to Spirit, okay, give me something I can confirm. And uh, so yesterday or the day before, I was talking with a friend, and she said something about being a Civil War soldier. I said, I wasn't in the Civil War. I was not a soldier. And then it popped into my head. I was a surgeon. Oh, wow. That's why in in my mind's eye, when I see someone injured on TV, I run through what I would do to amputate that body part correctly so that they would survive and how to fold, how much extra skin to leave and how to fold that and stitch it. And I said, I was doing some of those amputations. And so this morning, you know, a few days later, I'm going, I wonder if you could, I saw his face and everything. And uh-huh. I was thinking, you know, how how would I verify that? And then Indiana popped into my head. Mm-hmm. And then a specific name, Davis Evans. So I wrote it down. I went, I don't know what that means. But I went to Indiana to the list of surgeons on, online and mm-hmm. found a David S. Evans. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know you could get specifics like that from your imagination, but apparently you can. I yeah, haven't taken it any further. I'm nervous about it. but mm-hmm. Well, it, it really depends, I think, on, um, you know, we we all have our own oh, areas of specialty. Like, for me, I see a lot of uh, symbols, and I know what they mean when I see them. They're, mm-hmm. they're very—it's like a very specific way that spirit communicates with me. Sometimes when I get a name, which isn't that often, because I'm not very good with names to begin with. I can meet you 20 times and not remember your name is Lois. It's just—it's just a right. terrible thing. But I—I I just don't have this ability to retain people's names. But when I do get a name, I see it written. I see it in my mind's eye, and I actually see it as a, a written word in front of my face. Mm-hmm. And I've had that happen even when I've been in trance for people. I was doing a session for a, a, a boy from um, Holland. And as I was channeling, I remember being in trance and suddenly seeing these words flash across my mind. And they were um, not in English. They were Dutch, apparently. I didn't know for wow. sure. And I saw it, and Dr. People said, just let me say the words. And I'm, I was so scared and so nervous that it would be wrong or inaccurate. I said, yeah. I can't, I can't. And he said, and they kept flashing these words. Now, if I had allowed for that to happen, so much magic could have happened in that moment. I could have been channeling in Dutch in that given moment, and I didn't allow for it to happen. And after I, I came out of trance, I remembered one of the words, and I told the boy, I said, I saw this word and it was flashing in in my mind's eye, 
and I spelled it for him, and he said, that means the future in Dutch. And he said, that's interesting because Dr. Peebles said my father was there and he wanted to talk to me about the future. And I thought, oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> so I blocked the magic. <laughs> and I, and I know, was just kicking myself for that. <laughs> you know, people say, well, when they're first getting started on this path, how do you trust what you're hearing? And I say, well, I, I'm getting better at it all the time. Mm-hmm. But none of us are perfect in that. Yeah. Because yeah. I block myself. I've always blocked myself from getting names out of fear that I'd be wrong and look like a fool. Right, exactly. Isn't that funny? Because, I mean, I guess all we really would have to say is just, um, I have a name, and if it means something, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't, and just let it go. Because the only way, really, when you're doing this kind of work is you just got to kind of jump off the cliff and do it. you got to let it through. And, um, you know, when when I'm in trance, and I, I don't, you know, honestly, a lot of people say they're trance mediums, and I think a lot of people don't really understand what trance means. It's really about when I'm in trance, I release my vocal cords, my mouth, my tongue, all those bodily parts that are used for communication. And Dr. Peebles manipulates my mouth and everything to form the words that he wants to speak. I'm not hearing words and speaking them. I'm not hearing words and letting him speak them. He's just going gangbusters and speaking. And there's no editing on my part. And although I'm going to say I certainly did edit in the the early stages because Especially when he wanted to talk about extraterrestrials, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> but and oh, I wouldn't let him yeah. talk about extraterrestrials at all because I, I didn't was terrified never talk of about them. them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. it's, he'll, he'll talk about anything. Um, wow. With, on any subject, I mean, if somebody has had Even experiences, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, that that would be the coolest thing because I really think that's the, that's how far you can take this kind of thing. I really believe yeah. I could eventually channel in any language, and how beautiful that would be because then yeah. you'd really know it's not being censored by me because I don't speak any other language except English. So it would be kind of cool. Yeah, really. You know what I think is interesting is that when you did get the words in a foreign language, it was visual, and sometimes mm-hmm. you know. Some people hear, but for you, it's all visual. It's either visual mm-hmm. symbol, symbols, images, or words written out. So that's all visual. Yeah, yeah and visions. That's pretty I see visions. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's uh, it, 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 and I mean, I, I would just love to be able to. I would love to be able to allow them to come through and speak in in uh, foreign languages. I think that would be fabulous. Yeah, maybe one be, day. That would be beyond Ananda, you know. That would just yeah. be so cool. Yeah, yeah, it really would. It really would. Call but me when you're going to do that. I want to watch. Yeah. Oh, really? I know. It, you know, it, it's it's that's the beauty of it, though, is that there's really no end to the growth. And you know, I'm yeah. I know I'm good at what I do, but I know I could be better at it. And and I know I can I can release and go into an even deeper trance. I believe there's even even other other levels. Even perhaps going out of body completely when I'm in trance would be a great way to just release the whole body and say, here, do with mm-hmm. it as you will, and trusting that it's all going to be good stuff that comes through. So mm-hmm. can you yeah. imagine and, what you're going to be like at 80 summer? <laughs> if I'm here. <laughs> oh, you'll be here. You'll be here. I don't have the foggiest idea. It's so exhausting. <laughs> Channeling is it just is. really not, not for the faint of heart, I have to say. No, it takes a lot of energy. And that's something that I've tried to explain to people lately. You know, I can't mm-hmm. do 10 past life readings a day. 
Mm-hmm. It takes energy. Although I'm just sitting perfectly still with my eyes closed, holding a little digital recorder, it looks mm-hmm. like I'm doing nothing. But it takes a massive amount of energy to shift your consciousness like that. Yeah, it does. Into Absolutely, because you're you're tuning into a frequency that is much higher than any frequency that we work with on Earth, mm-hmm. and so I, I consider our bodies are like a low voltage wire, yeah. and we're allowing this high frequency to run through it when we do our work, mm-hmm. and that that rips up the low voltage wire. <laughs> and I, yeah, and that's why Edgar Casey, not listening to what you know mm-hmm. his own channeled information was. Overdid it trying to help people and died much younger than he should have because he wouldn't listen to what the being he was channeling was telling him that he was doing too much of the work and that it was going to kill him. Right. And he did it anyway. Right. It's very true. It really, really is. You've got to keep it all in in right order because mm-hmm. it it and can take a tremendous know. toll. Yeah. And I, 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 it's very hard when you when you you know, see people, so many people in need and you just want to drop everything and just help everybody. But I remember I um, had the uh, good fortune of, of meeting a man named Philip Burley. He was a, a trans medium and I think he still works as a trans medium now. And he was, um, I was fairly new to the whole thing and he told me, he said, you have got to take care of yourself. And he said, remember, you're a limited commodity. <laughs> That's what he called me. He said, there are not too many people who do what you do, and a dead channel isn't going to do anybody any good. And I thought, oh, that was a real yeah. wake-up call, and very, very true. And um, What a gift. Yeah, it really was. Oh, my gosh, every turn, you know, at every turn I've had so many incredible uh, guides in, in the human form who've come to me, really, and, oh. and given me just the right amount of information, right piece of information, to be able to move forward in my my life and in my work, it takes a lot of encouragement. <laughs> a lot of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks, "Oh, you just must be so enlightened, and you just must be so, you know, filled with joy all the time to be working with spirit." And it's like, "Wow, <laughs> not not all the time, but you know, I'm very I feel very blessed to do what I do in my life. But I have to say, it is really there are days where I just would like to go sell cars. <laughs> it just seems like it would be so much easier." <laughs> I've often said, you know, I'd be really good at, uh, you know, what do you call it when you're you're selling mortgages, putting down uh-huh. mortgages. You can make a lot of money at that. A mortgage broker, or yeah, 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 yeah. mortgage <laughs> broker. I'd be really good at that. I've done very similar work, and you know, yeah. that would be a lot easier on me and my family. <laughs> do this, or you know, teach college art. I could be doing that, but I'm yeah. not. I'm yeah, doing really. this weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Sticking my neck out. And well, there's a there's an old saying: you can't quit your calling. That's right, because you won't last. If yeah. you're if you're not doing what you're, you came to Earth to do, you get sick, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, spirit will try this and then that and then this and then that to nudge you back onto the path. And if you refuse to get on it, well, you won't be around here as long as if you were on your path. Right, right. Your, your, yeah. your own soul will say, well, this is a waste of time. <laughs> At least I've seen that in past life readings. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure you have. I think that's a fantastic thing that you're doing, too. I I, I have had a past life reading, and um, well, actually, I was regressed. And it was really powerful, really life-changing. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it because it just really makes sense of life. It's like your past life is one, just one chapter of you. 
it's not like a separate entity in itself. It's just, it's like yesterday. You did whatever. You went to your son's soccer game. That was your yesterday, and that was your past life. And today is a new life. You wake up in the morning, and you reincarnate. You come back into your body and say, okay, let's do it again. And so you're just building on that that experience of yourself. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's any mystery why we don't remember our past lives because I honestly couldn't remember probably what I was doing, um, you know, on, on uh, f- February 10th in, you know, 1961. <laughs> well, Summer, <laughs> I'll tell you another reason is it, because that would be a lot to remember. But the other mm-hmm. reason, and I know this because I've got a bunch of Scorpio in my chart, is mm-hmm. that we would be going around trying to get even with a lot of people rather than living this life <laughs> if we could remember everything. <laughs> I'm going to fix you now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, gosh, yeah. That We're would allowed to remember when it's not dangerous to us to remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So when you, you were mentioning, or we were talking a little bit, earlier when I said about Dr. Peebles talking about extraterrestrials, and I just kind of was yeah. curious about, do you uh, do you believe in them, or are you have you ever had contact? or? Uh, yes, and yes. Really? Wow. I'll tell you, cool. Yes. Yes, I've always believed in them. And I think I, I had very vivid dreams about going into the wildflower field behind my house when I was a little bitty girl. We moved from there when I was seven, so it had to have happened before that, in which, you know, some spacecraft landed, and I went inside and went to some classes. But you know that might have just mm. been a dream. However, mm-hmm. about mm, a year and a half, two years ago, I said to Spirit, "Well, I'm ready to start seeing things that I've been unwilling to see." Mm. And so I meant, you know, like auras and with my eyes open mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that's not what Spirit thought, decided that it meant. I was driving home from someone's house where I'd had dinner close to downtown Houston. I was driving through a very large park, and I looked up, and there were five triangular-shaped, uh, well, spacecraft <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> floating in the air above Memorial Park in Houston, pointed at downtown. And I'm, I kept saying, those can't be spacecraft that close to downtown Houston. They can't be. Mm-hmm. There must be poles attached to those. Those must be light fixtures for some sort of, you know, there's a right. baseball diamond over there and another and a soccer field. I mean, that's got to be what it is. And mm-hmm. I pull into a left turn lane where the place that it was turning left to is closed at night. And I pulled in and I rolled down my window. I went, holy blinkity blank, those are craft. <laughs> and I got my cell phone, rolled down the window, leaned out the window, and the one that had been closest to me, and, and of course largest because it was closest, was not there. I went, and then I felt kind of dizzy for a minute. Oh, wow. And then, mm-hmm. and then I looked over to my right, and it had moved laterally a really huge dif- distance, like in the blink of an eye. Uh-huh. And so I looked at them. I went, oh, they don't want their picture taken. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I should go home now because there's nothing left here to do. So I drove home, sat down, and watched TV when I got home. Didn't tell a soul. And a few days later... It occurred to me con- to contact my friend Niara Isley, who I've interviewed on here a couple of times. And um, I said, the funniest thing happened, Niara. And I told her the story. And I said, isn't that weird? I didn't even tell anybody, but I did draw a picture of the closest one. Hmm. And she said, Lois, I think that's beyond strange. Are you sure hmm. you didn't forget something? And I went, 
Oh, good grief. Of course I did. They blocked my memory. So uh, I made an appointment with her. She took me into a light trance. I've never been fully hypnotized. My theory is that I'm half hypnotized all the time. (laughs) Uh, But she took me into a light trance state. And when I went into this trance, what I saw was when the window was rolled down, I got sucked up out of through the window and up. And then they took me on a trip for several days, brought me back and put me back in the car at just the same, like a nanosecond after they had taken me out. And the reason I, I, the thing about this that was really odd is when I remembered the part of the window being rolled down, the R said, focus on your bodily sensations. Mm-hmm. When I was being sucked up out of the window, uh, my organs went down in my body, just the reverse of what you would experience if you were jumping from a high place. You know how your organs will go up in your body? Sure, sure, yeah. It was just the opposite, and I went, you know, hmm. I wouldn't have anticipated that, so maybe this really happened on some level. Isn't know. that interesting? Oh, and well, the, pla- I- the planet where they took me had a blue sun, and the light wasn't yellow like it is here. It was blue. Oh, now, wow. was that a dream? I don't know. <laughs> was it my imagination going berserk? My mother would say so. Right. I, I don't know. Well, it's a matter of what you felt, you know, that if you were, you feel you were there, then as far as I'm concerned, you were there. I feel, it, it feels like, oh, and the people that were on the spacecraft, Uh huh. they looked like ants. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and they had very white, translucent skin, just like um, mm-hmm. termites. Oh, interesting. But, you know, the Hopi talk about they originated inside the earth with the ant people. Oh, really? Isn't that something? Yeah. It's all very bizarre and curious, and I'm not sure what any of it means, if it was just my imagination or if it really happened, but I know I saw those spacecraft. No, it's ants or butts. I I totally totally believe you, Lois, because I have too, so I know exactly what you're talking about. I've had my own personal physical encounters and... No, there's not a person on the planet who could tell me otherwise. I know I know what I experienced, and that's all that really matters to me is that I know, mm-hmm. and I don't have anything that I have to prove to anyone. And, and and frankly, I have to say that, you know, given a chance to switch off whatever this is that I have, this ability as a mystic and seeing into the ethers and all this stuff, to if you could give me something to switch it off, I would not want to do that because it sure makes life a lot more fun having all these other dimensions that you can learn from and go into. And it's just a lot more fun for me. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, if I'm crazy, you want to come with? Yeah, It's fun. <laughs> it's this just way fun. more fun because it, it, it just brings a whole new dimension to life. And when you said that they don't want, you know, the extraterrestrials didn't want you to take photos, that was something that um, when I had my own encounters, I, I was introduced to a man who became a very, very good friend of mine, Tom Dongo, who's written many, many books on the subject of, of UFOs and ETs, and um, and he's quite a bit of a bit of an authority on the whole thing. Um, and uh, he told me, he said, next time they come and bother you, he said, make sure you have a camera nearby. He said, they don't like cameras, but he said, he said, not only will you scare them off, he said, but uh, you might just get lucky and catch something because he really wanted to see them. <laughs> he wanted to get, you know, add to his collection of his ET photos that he has. And um, so well, it was, you know, quite a 
quite an interesting time when I had I had a lot of encounters during a very very intense period of time on my life in my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So far as I know, except for maybe possibly in childhood, that's the only one I ever had. But what they said to me right before they put me back in the car was, "We don't want you to take our picture, but we will allow you to remember that you saw us. We could block that memory, you know, but we're not going to." Oh wow. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Mhm. Hmm. Yeah, I well, I think this is how disclosure happens is gradually. Right, right. And to yeah. individuals. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know, my 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 boyfriend believes that there's probably um life on other planets, but he said, "But how could they possibly travel all of that distance to come to the earth?" And I and because he doesn't believe in dimensions and things like that, he he doesn't get it when I say, well, I think that they're interdimensional beings and that they're traveling mm. between dimensions, and that's why time doesn't make there's there's it's not an issue. Um, right. You know, it's kind of like if the if you look at the universe as being like an onion, and every layer to the onion is just another dimension that you're traveling into. If you go straight through the the onion layers, it, it's not going to take you long to get from the outside to the inside. It's not like you have to travel long long distances to get to get to the earth. You know, so, for all we know, they're living in the same space as we are, but not the same time. Or they right. could be living in the same space and a different frequency. Yeah. So all they have to do is phase shift their frequency to be in ours. Yeah, yep, I would agree with that. And as we are awakening spiritually and becoming more expanded and ascending, and I know that word's been thrown around a lot, we're going to see into other dimensions and or densities or frequencies, mm-hmm. and that's why I could see those guys. Yeah, yeah. I, because I agree I've been with that. shifting my energy. Absolutely. Uh, if, you know, if you look at the uh, the air around you, um, mm-hmm. Since I was a little girl, the air always had density to it. I can see air; it has a texture that I can, you know, I can see. And a lot of people will say, "Oh, there's, n- but there's nothing there." And it's, yes, there is. There is something there. And if you really look into the to the air, and you really focus for a long period of time and work with your guides and ask them to come and manifest in front of you, eventually you will be able to see something there, and you'll know that it's not just empty space around you. It's really full of life and activity and um, spirits and all kinds of things going on simultaneously with the life that we're living in, um, in this in this human form. So, um, I, you know, sometimes I see air and it's like um, a wisp of fog. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. A denser piece of air floats in front of me, and it's like wisps. Mm -hmm. And once I was camped out on Mount Shasta, which is in California, it's a sacred holy mountain in in California. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw them with my eyes open dancing all around me, white wisps. They were dancing really fast, like big Mm -hmm. fat ribbons of white. Right. But only when I allowed my vision to go loose, what was it you said about looking at the edges of rock. With a lazy eye, yeah. 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 When I would mm-hmm. do that, but when I would focus sharply, they would go away. Right, exactly. If you've ever used, you know, there was one time those uh, magic uh, pictures were really popular. Oh, yeah. And you look at the book and you look at this page of just 
what looks like pixels and there's nothing there that you can see but if you stare at it the right way all of a sudden this image pops out and mm-hmm. it's three-dimensional and um, that's the same thing with with learning how to see into the ethers you've got to get that lazy eye in order to really see and that's where I had most of my you know early experiences was I would just be in deep thought and, and staring into the room and then all of a sudden be startled because I would see something or I would see mm-hmm. somebody walking across the room and and uh, it didn't you know? It took me years to realize that it was real. That I was actually seeing spirit. But um, yeah, that that lazy eye thing really helps a lot. It's um, it's a lot of it's, fun. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. hard to describe though until you've experienced it once. But that yeah, staring off into space, not focused. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. So you're going to uh, be talking tomorrow morning at the Unity Church. Yeah, and Dr. Peebles will be coming through. Did you want to say hi to Dr. Peebles again this time? We usually end up with me <laughs> going well, into sure. trance and letting you have that. a little chat with him. <laughs> I think he said some really I would nice love things that. last I'd be time. Very curious to hear what he has to say today. Okay. Well, let me put you on speakerphone so I can go ahead and go into trance. I can't hold the phone and, and channel at the same right. time. <laughs> I can walk and chew gum, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. And, uh, okay. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to have a quick swig of tea to clear my throat. Have fun, Lois. I'm going to go ahead and go into trance. Have a great time. Okay. God bless you, Dr. Peoples. Here it is a joy and a blessing when man and spirit are joined together in search of the greater truth and awareness. God bless you indeed, my dear Lois. Oh, goodness. Gracious, my dear, it's so wonderful to be speaking with you again. So much in the world, my dear, that is occurring at one time. Uh, Goodness gracious. People who are unemployed and people who are gaining employment. People who are moving and changing their lives. People who are staying put. It's a fabulous time, my dear, upon this school called Planet Earth. Because right now it is certainly a time period for everyone to get very clear about what is it that you really want in your life. Not in a way that is, uh, shall we say, uh, self-centered, but more about being centered within self. Understanding that it is okay to be just a person on the earth without having to build skyscrapers, without having to do anything that you considered in the past to be magnificent, having to, oh, shall we say, save the world. Instead, my dear friends, uh, you would ask that you simply focus upon saving yourself, helping yourself up a little bit, giving yourself a hand uh, every once in a while. Doesn't mean that you're not helping others in that process, because first and foremost, my dear friends, you must focus upon you. You must be aware that in order to help others, you must serve yourself as well. You must be willing to get up in the morning, have a nice little cup of tea or what have you, and uh, eat something that's wonderful for your body. And certainly, my dear friends, work very hard, but uh, don't stress out about it when you are, if you will, working to manage your stress in your life. Instead, realize life is about change and growth and opportunity and expansion. And realize, my dear friends, that you can surrender into every day with a fabulous awareness that life is to be discovered. Life is a continuous unfolding. And that you, my dear friends, are never ever stuck. It's just in your mind that you think you are. You can change. You can grow. You can, my dear friends, find new work. You can find places in uh, the world that you can live that you never dreamed you would live in, and uh, partially because now you're being forced out of your home. So there are a lot of reasons why the things upon the earth are occurring the way that they are. 
And it's not because it's striving to lead to your demise, but instead, my dear friends, it's awakening, a period of great growth for human beings upon the earth. And as well, if you are willing, as Deirdre Lois and Deirdre Samar have been discussing, to listen and to look and to watch and to trust, my dear friends, your world will become more magical than you ever dreamed or imagined and filled beyond your wildest dreams and imaginations. God bless you indeed. My dear Lois, you're a beautiful spirit. And goodness gracious, was that a real experience with the extraterrestrials? Of course it was. They love you so very much. It was like meeting with family once again when you were taken upon their ship. They just wanted to bring you home to give you some hugs and kisses. And uh, God bless you indeed. That's the tip of the iceberg, my dear. But uh, would you understand? And uh, would you have questions or comments? Uh, God bless you indeed. I do understand it, and I really feel that that experience on the spaceship was real, although I was surprised that they were ants. Um, life side, you know, same side. Well, let's put uh, a little tongue-in-cheek here. They were aunts and uncles, too, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay. Well, now I do have a question, and is it uh, my thoughts about living on uh, the pyramid that I've been thinking about moving to live on? Um, and Spirit knows what I'm talking about. Uh, do yes. you see that? Is that a good idea for me to do that? Well, it's something that you have to do, because if you don't, it's going to drive you nuts. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a revisiting, my dear, of a place that you've been before, and you really want to have that experience again. It's not a permanent experience, just something that you want in this lifetime. And uh, it's really just for you a finishing up of a previous lifetime on the earth, and suddenly in that uh, challenge to yourself, you're asking, well, can I do it? Am I brave enough here? Because a big part of your journey in this lifetime has been learning how to be brave, how to step up and say, I am Lois, and I love you, and I love the world, and I have different ideas perhaps than others, but that's all right, and uh, bravely, if you will, stating uh, your truth to the world. So that's a part of it as well. God bless you indeed. Do you understand, my dear? I do. Developing courage has been one of my big ones. I do Um, understand. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, and demonstrating how brave you are. That's what it is. It's really a demonstration of yourself uh, so life can gaze upon your being and say, well, if Lois can do it, then certainly I can too. Because you uh, bring across to many, my dear, a, a sense of normalcy, of uh, balance, of just being a regular uh, gal upon the earth. And then uh, they get to know you a little closer and they say, wow, you're not just that, you're that and then some. How do you do that? How did you manage to put yourself into this equation of life without being, uh, shall we say, burned at the stake for it, Yeah. You understand, my dear? I do. I've already been burned at the stake, so I didn't want to do it this time. That's precisely right, my dear. And it's not necessary ever to be burned at the stake. It's when you try to force your opinions down somebody's throat that uh, causes the uh, anger. But if you just simply live your life as a demonstration, if you are kind, and if you just uh, simply share your truth without uh, caring whether anybody hears it, well then, my dear, your life is going to be a beautiful adventure, and as you've discovered, it is. So uh, it is certainly not uh, necessary, again, ever to be burned at the stake for anything, not for any opinion or any perspective. It's just when uh, when human beings have a tendency to want to oh, cram stuff down each other's throats. That's just uh, ridiculous as far as we are concerned, because all the perspectives count. If you believe it, why then so be it. Uh, not a problem as far as we are concerned. Do you understand? I do. Thank you. 
You're very welcome, my dear. You're a beautiful spirit. We love you very much. Would you like to ask us anything in particular? Well, no. I I think I'm through asking things in particular. I um, also want to thank you for the confirmations that you've given me and um, and thank you for, for working with the masses the way that you do. We yeah. appreciate you so much. Oh, my dear, it's a, it's a delight. It really is. It's fabulous as far as I am concerned because uh, I truly love the earth. I love humanity. And uh, it is a delight uh, to be in contact with the many rather than the few. Uh, you are very uh, courageous to be upon the earth, especially at this period of time uh, in the earth's development. And you're all very instrumental in that. And part of what we want very much for you to realize at this point in your journey is that uh, loving humanity is the point. Loving yourself is the point. Love, my dear friends, is what you are here to learn about. And uh, so learn to love yourself first so that you can extend that to others. You can't really truly love anyone unless you have wholeheartedly embraced yourself. And in discovering how beautiful and magnificent you are in all shapes, sizes, and colors that you come in, my dear friends, uh, you will find that it is much easier to express that love towards the planet. You will find that no longer is your life a dance of adversity and pain, but instead is an embrace. It is a fun journey. It is a truly, my dear friends, all about you. And don't ever forget it, because you, my dear friends, are part of the whole. So when it's about you, it's about everybody. Giving of yourself to the world is certainly a beautiful thing to do, but don't do it to your detriment. It doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice, be burned at the stake. You don't have to give up everything and uh, leave your home and uh, wander in the desert for months on end in order to be a spiritual being. Just love each other. That's it. And then you're finished. You can come over here and you can assist us in assisting others if you like. Or you can go on to other planets and other opportunities after you leave the earth. God bless you indeed. We love you so very much. My dear Lois, we shall allow the dear channel to return. It's all right with you? Yes, thank you. You're very welcome. And uh, go your way in peace, love, and harmony. For life is indeed a joy. And all you have to do is you enjoy the journey to your own hearts. And suddenly to your own enlightenment is simply lighten up just a little bit more. God bless you indeed. Oh, hi, I'm back. <laughs> that was great. Oh, good. <laughs> that was very good. Oh, good, good. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I think it's fun to show the contrast. <laughs> yes, indeed. There's quite a contrast. <laughs> energy is very different than yours. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he confirmed that the experience I had with the ants were uh, on the spacecraft was real, and he said, and it wasn't just ants, it was ants and uncles. <laughs> but that was funny. I love that. I love that about yeah. him. He does have a good sense of humor. He is hilarious. <laughs> so, um, oh, gosh. yeah, thanks for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I I always try to, to, to teach people, you know, if you if you can go through your life and realize that if you build your relationship with God and Spirit, and and really that is the point of the journey is building that relationship. It's a special one, private to you. You know, and God knows who you are, and it's not for anyone else to tell you who you are or what you should be doing or where you should be living or anything. It's really, truly just about you and God. It's between you and God, and that's it. Because uh, I know I've had. Um, Previous relationships where, you know, my ex-spouse, you know, talked 
badly about me around town. And I had to come to the point of realizing that that was his journey. That's what he needed to do. But he can say anything he wants to about me, and I know who I am. God knows who I am, and that's all that matters. And if that's an integrity, then I'm I'm good. So thank you so much for, for having me on your show, Lois. You are so welcome. This has been a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so is there anything you want to um, tell people um before we finish, is there anything you're going to be doing like uh, seminars, expos, anything like that? Well, I do have some classes. classes. My classes are filling up so quickly, but I do have a special class that I've been doing called the the, uh, the trance class. Is really what it's called for people who already have some experience with, um, if you you know, like channeling or uh, psychic work, or uh, just have an awareness of it. Because this is not like a, a channeling 101. This is really about going into the next layer of understanding the process of trance channeling. And so I'm teaching trance, deep, deep trance. Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to watch out of the class and know exactly how to do it, but I believe you will have touched that space and then you can go home and work on it and bring yourself back to it and take it wherever you want to to take it. You can channel spirit or just use it for your own uh, learning and growth. So I have those classes if you're interested. My uh, personal assistant is Bev, B-E-V, Scott, S-C-O-T-T, at summerbacon.com. And she can uh, take your name and contact you when we have another class set up. The, the classes seem to fill up within four hours after I release the news <laughs> to, to my uh, mailing list. And it, 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 I don't know, they're just really filling up quickly. I think people are really hungering for this stuff now and wanting it in their life. So Yeah, I'm finding that. Just, it's exploding. Public interest is exploding. In this it really era. is. Isn't that fun? I'm so happy about that. I'm so happy for everybody that they're including such a powerful dimension in their lives that will make it so much more full. It's like finally being able to hear when all you could do before was see. You know, it's a huge dimension that makes life so much richer. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely Uh it does. And also that's where we get our guidance for what to do next in life. It's from the spirit world. Yeah, I think so. I, You know, I wake up in the morning, and every morning I just talk to God, and I just say, okay, no matter how I feel when I wake up, sometimes I feel really negative, <laughs> and I just say, God, I'm getting up now, and I'm going to step into your love, and I want your love working in every area of my life, in every thought, in every relationship, in every experience of my day. I step into your grace, and I just feel like I'm just walking into this beautiful, beautiful stage or something where I'm going to be able to just have this wonderful day ahead of me. And it, it really sets the, the tone for the day. It's helped me over the last oh, two, three weeks is when I've been really doing that and just saying, hey, you know what, I'm just going to adhere to God and that's it throughout my day. And it's really, really making some magnificent changes for me, emotionally, personally speaking, I mean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If we can give over all our big decisions to spirit, life mm-hmm. just flows with such grace and ease and beauty, and it turns out so much better than we could have ever planned ourselves with our own little small personality or ego. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Last night when I was in bed, I, I, I've i been working out a lot, and I was in such agony <laughs> physically. I was laying there, and I couldn't sleep. And then my mind is going, and I've got all these worries about my my children and other things that are going on in my life. And I said, you know what, I'm going to give that to you. 
spirit, take it. Here, you take my pain. You know what to do with it. You know how to deal with it because I don't right now. And take take my worry. And I just, I literally like hand it over in my mind as if it's an object. And I did it. And I swear within seconds, I went out like a light. I slept straight through for about three, four hours, which is unheard of for me wow. a lot of times. And uh, it was just fantastic. And so I'm, I'm learning more and more what that really means. It really let go and let God is... It's real. It really is. But we got to do it. We have to take the. We have to take the action. They're not going to come in and make it happen. We've got to be willing to make it happen for ourselves. We've got to participate in our lives. Right. Well, thank you for being here today. We have 17 thank seconds you. left, so I'm going to say goodbye. Oh, and thanks, Lois. Your website is summerbacon.com to find right. out more information. Summerbacon.com. Yeah. Bacon like the food. Uh huh. Thank you. <laughs> Talk Thank to you, you again Lois. soon. All right. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want to remind you that my book, Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, is available on Amazon and Kindle. And yes, I still do past life readings. Just contact me. You can go to my website, hotpinklotus.com. Thank you.